0: Hi friends, I'm Paige and I'm Abby, and welcome to a Love Like This podcast. Well, I think it's fair to say we were fangirling out a little bit in this week's episode. A few days ago, we got to sit down and have an incredible conversation with our friend and country music artist, Spencer Crandall. Spencer not only produces some great music, but he's also one of the most down to earth people we've had the privilege of meeting. Today, we are talking about how Spencer's life mantra of creating things I love with people I love can help you live a better and more fulfilled life. Ways to avoid finding your identity solely through social media. And lastly, how giving yourself grace and empathy can help you accomplish your dreams. Spencer's latest EP, West, is out now and linked in this week's show notes. Get onto it, you won't be sorry. well hi friends so for anybody who knows us and our family they would know that we are huge country music fans so it is my privilege to introduce this week's guest spencer crandall is in the house hi spencer hello hi friends (laughs) (laughs) so cool thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to chat to us today so how did your career in country music begin
1: yeah well first of all thank you for having me um my career began kind of weird. I didn't um, really intend to do this. I grew up listening to country music, but didn't really sing. Um, I sang until I was like 10 and then my voice changed really hard, (laughs) like full puberty, (laughs) smacked me in the face. I had the voice cracks and everything. So then I didn't even try to sing in like high school or anything. And then I was like 18 and I tried again. I was like, oh, that's not garbage, but it's still not great. And then I went to go play college football and I had two major shoulder surgeries on each one of my shoulders. And the doctor was like, yeah, you're done. Like you're, you're not playing anymore. And that was my dream. That's Mm. like what I thought I wanted to do in life. And so then uh, for my senior project in high school, I learned how to play the guitar, just a couple of chords. Now I'm in college. It's my freshman year. I like lose my identity as a football player. Mm. I lose what, who I thought I was, you know, and I'm sitting there and I start learning chords and I start learning covers. And then I got, you know, brave enough to post something on Instagram back when it was 15 second covers and it got zero likes, not a singular like from any of my friends or family. And I was like, well, that hurts. But I just did it again. I just did it again and again. And then in that time period, I started writing songs. And that's when I got like addicted to it because it's one thing to sing something and that, you you know, a song that you love, but to create something. And then it be the song that somebody else loves like that was crazy to me. So that whole full circle process, I just became addicted. Started taking trips to Nashville in January of 2016, moved out there in August 2016 and just kind of been doing it ever since.
0: Wow. I love that story so much. We love Nashville so much. And we wanted to ask you, like, what's it been like living there?
1: Yeah, I love Nashville, too. It's it's really great. Like to do... I boiled my life down into a really simple kind of like mission statement, which is just create things I love with people I love. So it's filled with people I love and I get to create a ton of stuff that I love. So I feel very lucky and blessed to
0: be there. Wow. That's awesome. And one of the things, so you recently released a new EP called East. You actually Mm -hmm. released 2 didn't you? Uh,
1: yeah, and then another one comes out this Friday called West. West, oh, yeah. If you so can't so- tell, there's going to be a South.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm like waiting for and I'm like sick. There's going to be one more. <laughs> that's yeah. so cool. So do you want to tell us a little bit about each of those?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this time last year, my manager and I were in his kitchen. We <laughs> we do a lot of think- a lot of thinking in that kitchen. Um And I'd put out two albums. I did like an acoustic mixtape and I put out an album called more. And I was like, dude, we should do something like crazy. Mm. We should just do whatever we want. We're not Mm. with a label and we don't have any, you know, time constraints or whatever. Like if we could do anything, what would we do? And we're like, well, let's think about, you know, the sound and the sonic identity. So I kind of landed somewhere because for a while I was making music that was good, but I felt like there was another level. And I felt like part of that was kind of figuring out my lane and why I was irreplaceable in country music and, and to a label or somebody like that. And what I love to make, you know, matched up with this thing that is kind of this John Bellion, Justin Timberlake, EDM Mm -hmm. meets country, like country storytelling, country lyric. I want to see that movie in my brain, like Tim McGraw and Kenny Chesney, and all those guys made me do when I was growing up and, but I wanted to do it in a way that had weird bass drops and vocal production mm-hmm. and whatever I wanted to do. So I came up with this concept to put out a ton of music, but do it in a way that was really digestible still. Because mm-hmm. I also know me, like if somebody drops an album, I'm like, cool, I'll listen to my favorite too. But if mm-hmm. they string me along, kind of drop singles or EPs along the way, I, I can follow that. So uh we came up we grouped all these songs together the whole album is called wilderness um but it's being dropped in four eps north is about identity east is all about love west is about heartbreak south is about summer and nostalgia and that Mm -hmm. way they can yeah they can have their own little life and um there's intros outros and interludes kind of like justin timberlake Mm -hmm. and drake and so i just wanted like if you're heartbroken you can go to west and you can listen to that ep (laughs) oh no
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like each hour is like speaking to like a different season of life which is great i love that
1: (laughs) yeah and that's because when i listen to music i I generally listen to it because i'm in the mood for something kind of like a restaurant like yeah yeah. that's right if i'm in the mood for mexican food at a certain price point like i go to chipotle yeah Yeah. do you guys have chipotle no we we don't have chipotle oh no i wasn't a fan of chipotle i think we
0: only have like taco bell there's like one, like about. one taco doll. Maybe KFC. the fact
1: that you just said you're not a fan of Chipotle hurts my heart. You know, I had I an, so it, had it a, I had
0: it a while ago, and I, I think it was something. It's at, really good. I'm not a fan of guacamole. That's my. Well, favorite. thanks for having me, guys. It's been good. <laughs> no, I'll try it
1: totally again. Good. I'll try it again. I will try really like it, like like it again i might like it.
0: Yeah. No, I like it. <laughs> That's
1: I I just wanted to um create something that was a flavor that people could live with and and kind of um reflect their life off of, I think really good music is a, is a mirror. And it kind of tells you like what you're going through in a way that you maybe couldn't express or we're like, Oh, I've always thought that, but like, this is finally in like this little nugget for me. So I wanted people to, if they're considering, you know, um, things in life and, and are having an identity crisis, so they could go listen to North and have these kind of stories and my stories Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. East. I love the idea that it is this linear story of like, I wasn't looking for love. Then I found it then i'm like oh my gosh am i like actually in love with this person like it's super soon and Mm -hmm. then you're like oh this is the the love Mm -hmm. and then west like is arguably my favorite of the eps because it just hurts every time you listen to it but it's that good hurt it's that like oh like because we all go through it as humans and then south south just kind of describes you know where i grew up and how i grew up and so i had all these songs i grouped them together and it became wilderness
0: i love that so much seriously it's so good I think one of the things that stood out to me from, oh my gosh, from East was your, the introductory song called Total Abandonment. Why did you add that in? I was like, it's so intrigued when I started listening. I'm like, this is awesome.
1: Thank you. So I found this clip of a super smart guy um, who I I'd already kind of listened to before. His name's Alan Watts. And he's a just incredible philosopher, professor. And he has this um, lecture and in that lecture, there's like a one to two minute clip that just talks about how love um, is the craziest, strangest thing that we can do as a human, but how kind of necessary it is to like get the full human experience. And it just really resonated with me the first time I heard it, it kind of like made me emotional. And I, that's what I wanted. You know, I keep t- uh, talking about these intros. I keep calling them palate cleansers because I want like, if you just got done with identity, you need this new thing to say like, Hey, we're in a new place. And this is what this is going to be about. So. I wanted something that just brought people to a new place and it, it hit my heart. So that's, that's all I could go off. It was hopefully yeah. it hit other people's hearts.
0: No, that's awesome. And Spencer, something that stood out to me when I started following you on Instagram, I didn't even remember when I started following you. I'm so sorry. I think it was like, I don't know when it was. How dare but- you not
1: remember <laughs> the exact date that you followed
0: you. I just, yeah. I think it was so cool because I had found you on Spotify on you know, like hot country or whatever playlist it was. And then I started following you. I saw that you were certified. You had over like a 100,000 followers. and But something that stood out to me was how sort of like authentic and like genuine you were on that platform. And so like my question to you is like, why do you prioritize being real on social media so much?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, that's really sweet. And I appreciate that. That's something that I try to do. So it's, it's always good to hear that I'm not just a phony. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think... To me, it's really important um, because I think that's how you actually connect with people. And I, I've tried in my life to be things that I am not. And I think as humans, we have this BS radar that is built into us. It's like almost too good when you're around someone that is trying to be something that they're not. And I think life is just so much more fun when you finally accept who you are. Mm. You kind of double down on your strengths, you punt some of your weaknesses, or you work on the weaknesses that are really kind of dragging you along. And and so that's what I've tried to do in my life is is really work on myself, have some self awareness, and say, I am this guy. I am not the um, you know super macho Superman cowboy <laughs> that country music has had for so long. <laughs> I'm the guy who always related to like some of the girl songs or like the the guy songs, like a Brett Young or a Dan and Shay, who they're like tonight or guys. Keith Urban. Tonight I want to cry. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, like I can relate to that. Yeah. I can't really relate to a lot of the like. By the way, I love it, but a lot of the stuff that's like, I'm infallible and incredible and I'm super handsome, that stuff, although it's fun to try on, that's what it was for me. It was like a hat that didn't quite fit right. And so I think um, on my Instagram, I just try to be who I really am and and really try to not overthink it, like Mm. give myself some grace and some empathy. Like you're going to say dumb stuff, Mm. but just say it and just be yourself and, and hope for the best. And then I think people will, it will attract a certain audience of people who are looking for authenticity right. And i think in today's day and age with social media with how crazy the world is we're all starving for authentic people for people who are going to keep it real so thank you that's really sweet and I, I try to do that
0: that's so good i think the moment where i realized was i mean as well as scrolling was when you do those um those funny q and a's that you do <laughs> Oh, that uh, reminds, and I okay. showed my entire family the Schmidt impression from that you. Reminds that reminds me. You did. I have, can you please <laughs> can you give you us do that?
1: I think so. I can't like find it always, which is it, super embarrassing. We're gonna, so we're gonna, so we're because
0: ben, ben tries to do it and it's good. But when I heard, I'm like, that's it. That's the one. Like it's so I always accurate.
1: need something to say. The, I feel say, like my one word Schmidt impression is just, <laughs> when, Nicholas. <laughs> can you say Nicholas when? Not. <laughs> winston winston oh, See, my-
0: yeah. oh that's so good
1: bunch of street youths
0: <gasps> that's actually freaky how accurate we love new girl new Girl's the best shirt oh
1: new girl and the good place i haven't are seen the like place. two of my okay well <laughs> stop recording this podcast watch all four seasons of the good place i'll be here waiting for <laughs> all you. right cool it's that good i actually just watched it again with my sister today so. oh
0: wow have so to those two shows answer. are
1: incredible. And and New Girl, me and my college roommate are like weirdly similar to like a Nick and Schmidt situation. Oh, that's, oh, that's so, so good. So it, when we watched it together, we kept looking at each other like, oh my gosh,
0: this <laughs> that's is <pretty> awesome. cool. <laughs> It's just, I love that show so much. It's so good. So on the topic of social media, Spencer, how do you not find your identity in it? I mean, you touched a little bit on it, but really like, what mm-hmm. does that look like for you? Like how to not get You know, I feel like in the, in the, it's a huge problem nowadays. I know I even struggle with it. Like, how do you not find your identity or place your identity on social media? Mm.
1: Yeah. I always start with like, you are accidentally going to do it. It's just a part of being a human. So start with like unlimited grace and empathy towards yourself. Like, of course, if you see perfectly manicured and curated lives, you will feel jealousy. That's what your brain's designed to do. That's how you've been alive um, for thousands of years is to want to keep up with the tribe and so it's actually weirdly like biological and when i understood that i was like oh i'm not a piece of crap for thinking this way it's very natural okay then i just think asking yourself kind of back to that um self-awareness conversation like what is my threshold of social media for me i'm on there so much because of my job and i'm just responding to people and stuff so i feel like i have a pretty um High tolerance now of just knowing like okay well that person's not actually that happy or like that person isn't hopefully that sad and and I've kind of lived on the internet long enough to have a good baseline but I know a lot of my friends who they can spend ten minutes on TikTok or Instagram and feel like well I'm not doing anything what's the point and just to really realize like you have a singular life, as far as I know, and to waste it, worrying about what anybody else is doing or thinking is so silly. Mm. It's so silly. And, and for me, like I just control what I can control mm. and I try to get a little bit better every day. And those are very cliche until it actually clicks yeah. and you're like, oh, I get why people say Yeah. That. So, yeah, well. but I understand it. Give yourself some grace and empathy. Mm. Really like turn off notifications was a mm. huge thing for me. I, do that I don't too. have any notifications on any of my phone stuff. I feel like a new man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow.
0: That's cool. Like yeah, there's yeah. no,
1: there's no ding, there's no vibration. Mm-hmm. And then when you yeah. go to it, it's like, it feels like a little present. You're like, Oh fun. So like true. this is what happened me." That's today. like, that's it like gives me you a little joy, yeah. right? It's not like yeah. a
0: burden kind of thing. Yeah. I love that so much. Right. I love it too. And mm-hmm. I, I love what you said about how, um, you said it's such a, I feel like it's definitely like instilled with us where it's going to be natural for us to feel jealous or feel insecure when we're on social media. But to know that like, there's so much more to life than that. And I think I struggled with that a lot um, during high school. It was, I got into a routine of like being on Instagram for, oh my gosh, like six hours in a day or something like that. And Absolutely. apparently that's nothing compared to what some people are on TikTok these days, but I found all of my identity on it. So I love what you said about how like there's, I don't know, there's just so much more to life than being on your phone. And so I love that practicality of turning off the notifications.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I, I used to get mad at myself for going down the rabbit hole, but now it's just to realize like, oh, of course, like these apps are designed to do this. And I'm not gonna be mad at myself for spending 30 minutes laughing or smiling or whatever. But when you start to feel the pressure of like, wow, that person has a lot of followers. Wow, they look really good. Wow, they're living a curated, incredible life that's where just to kind of talk to your brain be like hey time to get off you're good what i do sometimes this is like a practical tip for myself i will lock my phone and then just sit there for like 10 or 15 seconds and when you realize that you're just holding this little paperweight Mm. and you were just staring at this thing and like you're in a dark room you're like oh yeah yeah, it's time to go eat breakfast like (laughs) it's helpful to me
0: yeah we always me and Paige always talk about how it's crazy that we can find like all of our identity on this that can literally break in two seconds. It's like this thing and we're crazy. finding all of it on this, but this is life. Like this is real life. So yeah. Yeah. Right. I love that. That's so good. Okay. So Spencer going off your mission statement, like what are some of the other things that you like truly value in your life?
1: Yeah. I, you know, kind of that very simple thing is just create things I love with people I love. And then that, that kind of can be uh, used for a lot of things. So that's like creating experiences, creating mm. relationships. Mm. I'm such a people person. Um, And I just love connecting with humans and I love getting to know people's hearts and being there for people and having people be there for me and so like this honestly is so important to me to Mm -hmm. just feel like I'm not alone or crazy and to bounce ideas off of people really music is so important to me I love creating I love writing I love that like feeling when you get that light and bold of an idea and you Mm -hmm. put it in your notes and it becomes a song and then you go like something like my person where Mm -hmm. like that was an idea then we wrote it. Then I put it out. And now you can go to a show, and somebody will sing that back to you, or get engaged to it, or mm. that's just really cool. So, um, and then you know, just in general, I really care about um, learning and growing and pushing myself. Mm. Those are things that just really. I'm. Um, are you guys familiar with the Enneagram? Mm, I, I,
0: hear, I Is it, it a, an time. American thing? I
1: don't... It's a personality test. Yeah, it oh, takes, that's right. You know, it's very quick, and it's like a number system, one through nine. I am a three wing four meaning that I love achieving and I love um, storytelling and like romanticism of life and um, so I really love achieving which can be toxic but I I really love like checking things off to-do lists and I love um, just living life as a like kind of like a game like how can I make this the best I possibly can and, and do it with people that I love and mm. Yeah, my, my life gets better the more that I don't overthink stuff mm-hmm. and I just do stuff that makes me happy. And mm-hmm. I know, again, it sounds cliche and then you don't do it and you're like, oh, that's that's why people do.
0: So if there's somebody listening to this podcast right now who has a dream, just like you have,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how would they go about achieving it? Like what, what advice would you give that person?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it starts with self-awareness. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I guess dream as big as you can. Like really give yourself permission. Like mm-hmm. if if at, if on your deathbed, you could do everything you wanted to do. What what would that look like? And I think spending real time there, not just being like, I would do this moving on, but like, Mm -hmm. why, like what makes, what about that makes you happy? Mm -hmm. At what level does that make you happy? Is there a threshold? Is there a plateau? Is there a part where it actually, you know, might tip and it becomes detrimental. Those are good things to think about Mm -hmm. once you have the dream and you like, I think writing it down or or telling it to people is really Mm -hmm. good and asking yourself, um, like, can you actually do this? Like, cause I think there's a lot of people who want to be in the NBA who shouldn't be in the NBA, or there's a lot of people who want to be in the NBA, but they'd be like the best second grade teacher, you know? And, and so finding a dream that like, not only do you love, but you feel like would chase you too, you know, chasing a dream that doesn't chase you can be soul sucking and, and really um, just kind of burns your years here on earth. It's, it's a really silly thing. So finding the dream, self-awareness, and then Basically, creating a plan from like the end. So my end goal is to play a football stadium full of people. I want to Psycho. fill up, yeah, like fifty to eighty thousand people in a football stadium. And what I start doing is just going from the end and asking myself questions. Like, okay, well, how do you play a stadium? I guess you'd have to have radio hits. Okay, well, if you would have radio hits, you should probably get a radio team. Okay, how does you do that? Okay, so I should probably get with a major label. Okay, how do I get with a major label? Okay, well then I probably need to become undeniable in my field and become irreplaceable in my field to a point where people are willing to invest, you know, millions of dollars in this project. So I have to prove my concept. Okay. Well, what's the concept? Okay. It's this Justin like John Belling kind of thing. Like you can, then you start here and you go, okay, well, if I want to play a stadium, I just kind of break it down Mm. step-by-step and Mm. it's obviously so much more complicated than that, but it's a really good place to start. Just Mm -hmm. to have a real roadmap, tell some people like brainstorm with people. I think getting people involved in your dream can be really helpful too they'll be able to tell you like, oh, you want to do that? Or they'd be like, hell yeah, like you totally got that. Um, but at the same time, like the, the thing that I always ask myself is, I guess I tell myself is that I have a 1% dream. So I better have 1% actions. Like if you want to play a football stadium, that, that puts you at the 0.00001% of humans that ever exist. To do that, that means that you probably have to do 0.00001% stuff that people aren't willing to do. And so I push myself to, you know, do the extra TikTok, to do the extra DM, to do like, you know, write the extra song, whatever, because that will be the difference of me and the other guy Mm. at the end of the day. But um, and then the weird part is give yourself all the grace and empathy in the world to chase it and try and fail. Yeah, because for me, the only way that I've had any of this happen is by it failing, like, really bad. I actually have a picture. This is so funny. Like, look over here. I'm in my childhood home right now. Yeah. And I looked in a, a drawer, and there's a picture of me playing this, like, little fair. Oh, or my something. God. Yeah. I had just started playing the guitar. I could barely play. I sang the national anthem, then I played, like, for 30 minutes, and it was a disaster. I forgot all the lyrics. Oh, it was no, terrible. No. Yeah. But it's so good to do that, because oh. then the next time... I was like, you know what? I'm not going to forget these words. I'm going to learn these chords better. Mm. And then I did, and I got better, and I got better. And that's that's what it took for me, is failing forward. And um,
0: mm, that's, so that's a super
1: long answer to a short question. That's but so good. There.
0: No, that's, that's so great. good. Um, Spencer, we see on your Instagram that you play golf a lot. And this is a question from my dad because he's a golfer. But he wants to know what your mm-hmm. hand, what's your handicap?
1: I... <laughs> am not good so I will not <laughs> tell your dad to my hand to
0: that's fine but
1: I play for funsies right now my goal is that in 10 years I'm giving myself 10 years okay. to to play par golf one time in my life that's my goal okay par is just like whatever the course says you hit that same yeah. score right now I'm like 20 over every time I yeah, suck. Yeah. but I really enjoy it it's like a very mental game I like that like have to like lock in and I get super frustrated and I like hack my club <laughs> to the ground. So.
0: Yeah. I have no patience for, I don't, my dad's watching it literally He's been for hours for a day. He's been playing it for years. What's dad's handicap? I have no idea. Dad, my brother and my dad are really good at golf. So that's cool. But um, what NFL team do you go for?
1: I root for the Denver Broncos. Oh, okay. Okay. What, do you guys have an NFL team? Yeah. 49ers. 49ers? Yeah. It's so weird. Why?
0: Oh, I don't know. We're watching the Super Bowl like this year. And I just remember everyone was rooting for the Chiefs. And I was like, no, I feel sorry for the 49ers. And then, like, this whole year, I've just been, like, obsessed with them.
1: I love it. Yeah, I love, like, I have kind of did the same thing where I just recently was like, I'm going to become a huge Broncos fan. Yeah. It just makes life more fun. <laughs> yeah, it does. It
0: does. And it, it's just, it's kind of weird, like, being in Australia, though, and, like, having, like, an NFL team. No yeah. one really takes, no one takes it seriously. Like, we were, at a, you got yeah, it. We, we were at a sports bar the other day watching the Niners game and we were the only people there. I'm like, what in America, like this place would be vibing. Like there'd be so many people here, but I just love it. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to be different. Yeah.
1: We love the NFL for Mm, sure.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Thank you so much, Spencer. It's been an honor and a privilege. We're so thankful um, for you taking the time to come and chat to us. You're a cool guy, (laughs) you're super cool. So thank you so much. I love this. This
1: is great. And please, uh, please have me back.
0: Um, For people who want to connect with you more or hear your music, where do they go?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can just search Spencer Crandall, C-R-A-N-D-A-L-L, pretty much anywhere, you know, Spotify, Instagram, TikTok. um, You know, shoot me a message, especially if, you know, you're listening to this and we talked a lot about like dreams and building stuff. Like I respond to as many people as I can and try to help as many people as I can because nobody helped me at all. So I love the thought that, there's a little, you know, a little me out there who Mm. could use a little pep talk or use a little advice and I'll I'll always talk to people. So, hit me up on on socials. You can stream the music, you know, anywhere you listen to music. Mm. You can follow me on Twitter, at Spencey Boo. I made it when I was 14, so...
0: (laughs) Spencey Boo, oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) We
0: all have that one username that we just regret. Yeah, for sure. And Twitter doesn't let you change your username, I don't think. Does it? I don't think so.
1: I think I can, but at this point, I'm like, do I just... Is it just legend? Just, it yeah, French yeah. Just, right it's, just, it's just
0: iconic. Just leave it. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't
0: know. <laughs> so good. Thank you so much, Spencer. We'll link everything in the show notes so people can have easier access to everything. Mm-hmm. But
1: awesome. I appreciate y'all so much. This has been awesome.
0: guys if you're new here a love like this is now on patreon if you want to support the podcast and have exclusive access to episode polls and have your name mentioned each week make sure to check out the link in this week's show notes in today's episode we touch on some amazing topics so let me summarize them for you firstly how the key to not finding your identity in social media lies with finding peace and grace in those moments when you do find yourself thinking negatively and making the choice to step back and evaluate why you're thinking that way. We spoke about how turning off notifications is such a simple and practical way to escape the trap of immediate gratification and take back control of your online habits. And lastly, how important it is to have a mindset of being irreplaceable and unique when trying to accomplish your goals. Love that. Well guys, we hope that you have the most incredible week And make sure to check out Spencer's music on Spotify or iTunes. Be sure to follow him on Instagram at Spencer Crandall to keep up with all future releases and tracks. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Stay safe and we'll catch you guys next Saturday.